This is a HeadGum Podcast. You or Jayla? Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we don't have an A block this week, Lindsay. Can you believe it? We didn't get anything wrong. I mean, I definitely got things wrong in the boys' recap, but I think it was just so much information that nobody was like, actually, you know? We didn't get any angry calls right. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, I think I got a, a it. few things like somebody wasn't from where I said they were from or some, I forget. Honestly, they were so small. I did such a good job. I'm such a talent and I think uh, we don't deserve any comments this week because we did a good job. Since we don't have an A block, I uh, I know we said we wouldn't talk about this until the Monday episode, oh but I'm sorry. God. I cannot. I asked you to save this. I cannot contain myself. I cannot contain myself. You know who should be, who should be apologizing? Who? CBS. CBS should be apologizing. <laughs> Am I wrong? Tell CBS the, should tell be the apologizing why. Tell the people to why. Aaron Hayes. Who? Poor Aaron Hayes. Who? The former star of CBS's smash hit comedy, Kevin Can Wait, was killed off of Kevin Can Wait so that Leah Remini could take her place. Can you believe that? They're so rude to Aaron Why Hayes. do they have to kill her? I mean, they could maybe, maybe that's just a rumor. Maybe she will just like. It's not. Be, I don't think it's a someone. rumor. No, I think they announced it. I think CBS announced it. And but the the funny thing about this is on so many levels, one that it's just going to become the same show as King of Queens again. Like it's just King of Queens again. It's just King of Queens again. The the America needs King of Queens again. Even though the show itself, which is called Kevin Can Wait, never forget that was doing well. Like with this new woman, it still did well. <laughs> It, that's that's what's so rude about it. It's not like it was a struggling first season comedy no. that they're retooling to make it more no. popular. It's no. like this was the most watched comedy, the most watched new comedy on television last year. And last I'm season. sorry, but if Scientology was actually doing a good job, like slandering Leah Remini for dragging them this past year, they're not doing a good enough job because she's getting this other gig. What's the deal, Scientology? Are you, I trying, you, were... are you like daring Scientology to ruin I'm Leah Remini's saying, career? I thought you were That powerful. woman is resilient. I thought you were a powerful Hollywood force. And all I'm saying is... here is that you are not doing your job. No, listen. That's always been the case. Scientology is super powerful. It's just that Leah Remini is the most powerful entity in Hollywood. <laughs> that's not the case. Leah Remini is the most powerful no. entity Single person, corporation, religion, cult, or otherwise. No. In Hollywood. <laughs> no. In Hollywood. My you know favorite, she before got, we move on. She got a second season of her Scientology bashing show, which I don't even know you get a second <laughs> season of a documentary series. Like, it's, she got, there's apparently more to do, you know? It was good. It was good. I, I understand thought it would be... that, but, you know, she got a second season. Also, talk about both sides of the spectrum. Like, the she's right. doing stupid comedy on CBS, and then really intense like social justice reporting right. she's on like A&E. fake kissing kevin james on one <laughs> side and then she's like bringing down a huge corrupt religion on the and other like interviewing like victims of horrible abuse on one channel and then back on network cable she's just like hi my favorite thing before we move on i just love this this quote in usa today so basically the story is very short it's centered around a quote from um, a vp at cbs who says, obviously, 
The chemistry between Kevin and Leah was amazing in the stunt episode we did at the end of last season, and we wanted to continue that. And then he goes on and says, Sherman, the VP, denied that the reunion signals that Kevin is, quote, morphing into Queens. But then at the end of the story, there's a quote from Leah Remini, and she goes, Kevin, a former cop, and Remini, who plays his ex-partner, Vanessa Cellucci, are, quote, literally dug and carry as cops. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone knows it. It's just that Lee Remini's like, yeah, it's King of Queens. This is exactly the same thing. Also, my question, too, is, like, is she going to die? And then Kevin James's character is going to have to, like, mourn and then meet Leah Remini No, they're cutting. They're skipping ahead nine months, so we don't have to see what? the mourning. Also, would you mourn if, like... If, like, you lost anyone important in your life, but then they were replaced by Leah Remini, that would immediately, like, put a cork in my tear ducts. I'd you were like, oh, literally okay. so excited about... I don't think I've ever heard you stand harder for Leah Remini than right now. I mean, one of the... I mean, I it's it's easy to forget, and there's no... There's never been a time for me to bring this up to, like, anyone, but I watched King of Queens growing up. Like, I watched it every week. You did. From, like, those early seasons? Yeah, until I, until I went to college. Yeah. High school, really? I definitely like watched it. I watched by it yourself no, I watched with, it with my family. family. Okay. I watched it with my family. And what was like the most, uh, what's the biggest thing you remember from that series aside from just the general the, premise? Uh, Jerry, I mean, Jerry Stiller was the funniest thing. That's okay. when my dad watched it because it was like sort of a, it was a sort of a continuation of his uh, Frank Costanza character. Right. Um, my mom didn't really like it. Like my mom hates shows. My mom like gets really upset about when there's shows about stupid people, like people just making dumb decisions. Right. She, like, doesn't find it funny. She's like, oh, my God, I don't know why. Why is she married to him? A lot of that happened, but she watches it anyway. Right. I mean, I can't even make fun of that because I was home, like, two weeks ago, and my dad, like, was flipping through, you know, putting on – he wanted to put on something that just, like, would be on while he did something else. And he stopped at Big Bang Theory and just was like – and I I turned to him and I said, that's where you're stopping? And he goes, I like it. It's They're funny. They're nerds. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's literally like, I can't. I can't. They're nerds. <laughs> They're nerds. I uh, okay. No I'm sorry for opening up that can of worms, but um, we can move on. You mean the worms that are going to eat the dead body of Aaron? What's her face when they put her in the ground? Oh, um, we already forgot her sorry. name. We just said it. She's going to be worms meat or whatever. That's what's great. That's the word. that is going to be. I don't know. That's going to be quite a turning point in her life. Well, like, guess who's going to be watching that one episode of uh, Kevin Can Wait? Me. Hmm. Like when the she one dies. where she dies? Oh, yeah. the premiere? Yeah, I'm going to watch the premiere, is what I'm saying. And I wasn't going to watch it before. I hope it's just a title card that's like, she died. And then like nine months later, <laughs> and it's just the King of Queens set. Hello. I feel like I didn't want to call and ask about this because it's so boring. But I've just been so totally bombarded with advertisements for whatever the show is that Jessica Biel is on. And I wanted to know if she's a who or am. Because I understand that like, Who's and them's definitely depend on the age of the famous person versus the age of the normal person observing them. But, like, she must be a total who to, like, anyone other than, like, just a certain amount of people born in, like, a 10-year gap. She didn't do anything. She was in one show, like, 20 years ago. She's been married to Justin Timberlake. I don't know. I think it's just a lot to have so much advertising soon that anyone really knows who Jessica Biel is. I think she's a who. I don't know. What do you think? Thank you. Good. Thanks. Do you have who want who who wants to start here? I mean, you kind of screamed it out during the call. Um, I well, we cut we cut our our banter during calls. No, I know, so but the audience know. didn't hear that. No, I know. I would say she's in them, and it's yeah, she doesn't do much of anything, and she's in like, you know, 
disrespected TV series and movies. And she's really just known for being married to... One of the only reasons she gets the A-list coverage that she gets is because she's married to Justin Timberlake. But that's a whole enormous category of them. And I would argue that Jennifer Garner has the same exact um, reasoning behind her categorization. Because she doesn't... Her movies suck since, like... I really loved her in Juno. What did I love? Yeah, Have Juno I loved came anything? Out in Jennifer Garner's been in yeah. in ten years. No, um, she doesn't do anything, but she's still a them. And I think a lot of it has to do with they have really good PR people. They have like old school, really good people who work for them. People yeah. who only get them good coverage. They have and some people good who vamps. give them glowing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good vamps. Um, I have a. I think the first thing good that came vamps to, exactly. The first thing that came to my mind when. I mean, she, I agree. I think she's a them. But I think Jessica Biel has this, like, other weird legacy that will follow her for a long time, which is that she starred in a very popular, very, like, Christian-y show, Seventh Heaven. And then oh, yeah. she had that scandal where she, like, posed for Maxim Magazine. And she was like, I'm sexy now or whatever. And then yeah. she became kind of this, like, uh, Jessica Alba figure where she was just, like, sexy-ish, whatever. So I think that, mm-hmm. like... That happening gave her the name recognition, and then she was able to like bag Justin Timberlake. And now you're right; she's part of like the PR yeah. machine, and, she, and yeah. And she tried having a movie career. Like, remember she was in that um, like teaching Miss Tingle and that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That one with made. Freddie Prinze Jr., where they were like at a baseball minor league baseball. Oh my God, the one where it's called like the pun. It has a pun. What's it called? Summer like, catch. catch. Something catch. Summer oh, catch. summer catch. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's the catch. <laughs> But I think it's the same thing. None of it's none of it's great. She's always around. She ne- also also a big thing. She never does anything scandalous. Okay, speaking of not knowing being known for scandal, you're so right. Her new show is like trying to make us think like that she's scandalous. She killed someone or something. And I guess the whole show is that she. It's called uh, what's the it sinner. Called? Sinner that she killed someone, and the idea is how they talk about why or something i i haven't mm-hmm. watched the it. the posters are all over the place They're all it's over like jessica beal like wet and holding herself like looking really upset and the the poster says everyone knows she did it no one knows why she killed someone her husband i don't know the all the imdb says is a young mother tries to find out what's causing her to have violent tendencies <laughs> Wait, so literally on Wikipedia just says plot. The series' first season follows the events that happen after a young mother commits a public act of violence but has no idea why she did. Wait, so <laughs> none of these are helpful. It says everyone knows she did it, no one knows why. Excuse me, add, no one knows what she did either because you can't get your story straight. Like, What, what did she do? <laughs> Speaking of how this poster follows me everywhere, it, I put this yeah. in the thing. I was like, I have a dumb story to tell. So I was like, I'm sure you have a version of this. And I've tweeted about this where it's like weekday mornings or I mean, weekend mornings or weekday mornings or weekday afternoons or weekend afternoons or any time of the (laughs) day when you find yourself on when you find yourself like looking at someone's Instagram and then like clicking on the people who are in it and then clicking on the people who are in it and then clicking on the people who are in it. I know you do this. This Don't act like you don't do this all the time as if you No, I do it all the time. But it's specifically big in the summer whenever people I follow are on like fire island and i'm like who's this who's this who's this and you're clicking through clicking through clicking through like how, who is this person like, like oh the god summer who is this? Gotta identify like the oh summer god crew. like uh, like punch me in the face who the fuck is this <laughs> so i was in one of those cycles which i'm sure a, if i'm not mistaken a pretty significant chunk of our audience can relate to and i ended up on this guy's instagram feed and the Sarah, the 
the Jessica Biel poster, the center poster, was one of the first pictures on it. And I was like, what? And then I looked at it and it was like <laughs> this guy on Fire Island who's like the chief creative director of USA Networks. And, <laughs> I, clicked, I clicked on the photo and it was like, so proud of this Jessica Biel campaign. Wait, like, so it's you so got beautiful. all the way to the, to the chief creative I officer like, of USA Networks. And I think it was literally one degree away from someone I knew. Like I clicked on the person in the in the photo and was like, who is this? And then it was the creative director of USA who was very proud of his Jessica Biel campaign. <laughs> so I wanted, I almost commented like, so you're the one responsible, but I didn't want to open up um, that whole thing. So I didn't. <laughs> but it's like, honestly, the world is so small. Six degrees of separation could never, it's like two degrees of separation. I know, but I just love that the show itself is not iconic, nor is Jessica Biel, but the poster for the show is iconic to you. You're like, wow, oh my God, this ad is so moving. And just that it moves also, everywhere you go. <laughs> anyway, great branding. I should uh, let the uh, creative director at USA know that well, you he have actually his did a great job. You have his Instagram, so I, just head right I back try to over like there. Block, I try to block everything out that I see on those wormholes. Okay, next call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, so I had to call in because I saw Lindsay tweeting about MTV's new, like, Laguna Beach-esque looking show called Siesta Key. Um, so I grew up in Sarasota, Florida, which is where Siesta Key is located. Siesta Key isn't really a city. It's not like Laguna Beach. It's not like Newport Beach, even that MTV spinoff. Like, Siesta Key is literally like a three-mile island off the side of Sarasota County. So it's like... It's already kind of crazy that they're trying to make this huge show based off of literally the island where all of the rich people in Sarasota live. But anyway, I digress. So the tea with this show is that I kind of, like, through a bunch of family connections, know some of the kids that are on the show. Some of them went to my high school. Some of them I just know through, like, family connections of, like, people that work for the father of the kid that's on the show. But long story short, the main kid on this show is named Alex, and he is the son of, like, this huge, like, in the grand scheme of the world, his dad is a who, but for Floridians, his dad is a total them. There's this, like, lawyer referral service infomercial called 1-800-ASK-GARY that, like, if you look up their commercials, you're going to die. They're, like, so low-budget and ridiculous. But this lawyer referral service has made his dad, Gary, literally, like, a huge bajillionaire. They own this gigantic mansion in off of Siesta Key in Sarasota that, like, took years to build. It was constantly, like, headline news. It's this giant, like, gold mansion, like, super Trump style. And basically, long story short, this guy, Gary, has a ton of kids, and the oldest one is this kid, Alex, who was going to Tampa University, which is, like, a total shitty school. Um, he was basically doing nothing with his life, and about two years ago, he was like, Dad, I'm bored. Um, can you please get me a TV show? And so his dad was like, sure, let's do it. So they shoot this pilot with all of his, like, legit actual friends, and they're trying to shop it around for, like, two years – or, well, not for two years, two years ago. And they're trying to shop it around, and no one will pick it up because focus groups were saying that they really liked all the girls on the show. The girls seemed nice, and they were entertaining, but that all of the boys were so ugly that, like, people just could not get into it because the focus was supposed to be on Alex and on his friends, like, out on his boat, just living life. So he straight up had to dump his actual guy friends and, like, put out, like, casting calls to find hotter people in Sarasota that probably aren't even rich, probably he's never met before. And so now they've been shooting the show and claiming in all of the promo, like, oh, I've known Alex for years, when really they were paid, basically, to be on the show to be hot dudes. 
So that is the tea on CF to Key. And, I mean, even beyond that, in some of the trailers to the show, half of the time they're not even on CF to Key, and they just keep talking about it. Like, it's insane, and it's driving everybody in Sarasota crazy. So. Wait, that's, that's it. Isn't that the best call you've goss. ever heard? <laughs> Such a good call. That's really incredible, Goss. I saved it because do the show hadn't premiered yet. Do we have to say here? Do we have to say, like, do we have to say, like allegedly... No, well, no. Call. I mean, it's just a great call. Like, the show premiered this week. I watched it. It was fantastic. It has all of the best parts of Laguna Beach, which is, like, these sweeping montages, like, where they play Lana Del Rey's love over, like, pictures of kids, like, drinking and, like, sobbing. It's so oh, hilarious. Oh, I saw that clip on your Instagram story oh, it, with the love. How good is... It was so good. So, I didn't watch it. Um, But, yeah, the one glaring thing about the show, if you watch it, which is funny because after I heard this call and I watched the show I was like oh that's 100% it is that the lead character this guy named Alex whose dad paid for the entire show to be made is the most boring character and the idea that people would be fighting over him girls would be fighting over him is wild because he's <laughs> so boring and not even that cute and whatever whatever so Whoa. this is like some fun behind the scenes goss for you that all of the hot guys that are his friends are not actually his friends love it allegedly will I still watch it yes moving on Hi, Who Weekly. This is Todd Garen from Washington, D.C., long-time first-time. Uh, I'm at dinner with some friends in Madison, Wisconsin, and I want to know who that poppy is. She came up in discussion, and I just don't know. None of us actually know. So I would love if you could fill me in. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Bobby, who is, who's Poppy? I'm Poppy. 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 I am Poppy. I'm 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 Poppy. Lindsay, who is Poppy? Well, Poppy is quite simply a pop singer. More complicated, Poppy is an internet phenomenon. She is a very well-constructed, mysterious character that is this uh, woman's creation with this other guy. She's trying to have like a singing pop career and she had some songs that are pretty successful. And then she kind of spiraled with the help of this guy into this like mysterious internet character. Titanic, whatever. There were these very popular videos that were like very viral by this guy named Titanic Sinclair and his girlfriend Mars Argo. Welcome to our computer show. Delete your Facebook. My life is unbelievably boring and I need to broadcast that to the world. I wonder if anyone I forgot about from high school is getting married. I better check my Facebook. Do you remember this at all? I do. Okay, so they had these funny videos. They were kind of actually like, they seemed like they were parodies of of She and Him, that like Mm -hmm. Zoe Deschanel project no exactly that's exactly what they were yeah. right so they were and they were funny they were so funny and he, they were so like they were kind of like really well done and funny and so what's funny is that when poppy showed up i immediately was like that reminds me of something and it reminded me of mars argo and turns out titanic sinclair whose name real name is like Corey, something boring like Corey. <laughs> he is the director of all of poppy's videos and kind of like her creative director in terms of all this weird shit that she's doing and the weird shit is just literally her in front of a camera they they do this thing where they dub her and then she speaks she lip syncs so it seems even more creepy yeah. it's like it's even, like it's still her it's still her voice but it's recorded separately so it's like it's just weird it's weird to watch it's it's a little disarming she's like she's hilarious she's like, she talks she talks like tumblr she talks like a tumblr post hey youtube 
Hey guys! What's up guys? What's up YouTube? Do we have tickets to see Poppy's first concert tour? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> How much were they like? $17. Yes. And I'm very excited because I can't wait to see what she does live because she's such a weird character, you know? Really don't care about her music. And what I've heard of her music, I'm sure I will enjoy. It's like fine. It's like very, it's sort of like a generic pop. It's like Grimes, but poppier. Mm -hmm. But it's like, um, I don't care. Like I am interested in seeing like what she does to the stage. Like, will there be a hologram? You know, like what's going to happen? How many stuffed animals will there be? Apparently she used to work with Island Records under the name That Poppy. Now she works with Mad Decent, which is Diplo's label, I think. And she just called Poppy. And that's why she changed over. And also it's what a lot of people have been writing about her. And when she gives interviews, she talks in the third person and it's very interesting. And there's all these Reddit groups that like try and find like Illuminati messages in her videos, which are clearly put there by her. It's not like she mm -hmm. is, there's nothing secret. It's like she is putting messages there for you to find because the fun of Poppy is like finding the, the clues and like trying to come up with what, you know, whatever. And her fans right. are called I mean, she... Poppy Seeds, which I find very cute. That's great. She's mm -hmm. also like, she was manufactured by people who grew up on the internet and like know how the internet works. So everyone who is responsible for creating her image, like, un like have like a very acute knowledge of the way fandoms work and the way things go viral. So she's this like perfect distillation of like internet culture as like, yes, a saint, like as a woman. Yes. Um, yes. And it's like, it's so, it's so almost frustratingly manufactured and it's yeah. like she's been designed to get this kind of coverage and it's almost annoying that it works but it is there's something there's something really fun about it even if it is like designed to within an inch of its life anyways that's pretty much I'm it poppy it's pretty i'm pop <laughs> I, i'm poppy let's make a video i love having fans on instagram and i love having fans on twitter i love my fans my youtube subscribers are my favorite fans of all if it wasn't for my fans, I don't know where I'd be. I want to say thank you to my fans. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling in because I would like to call out um, in a positive way Hooligan Nasina Lewis. She has been quite simply iconic this week. Um, we discovered Caroline Calloway a while ago, and she was brought back to our attention and Nathaniel Lewis has been doing an amazing job of keeping us in, uh, updated on Caroline in real time with constant screenshots, constant gift reaction threads. We are really having a hard time. Caroline is ruining all of our lives. And as we have all spiraled into the gutter, Nathena has kept us afloat. And I think she should be honored as Hooligan of the Week maybe even year, maybe even a special guest interview. I don't know. Good form, Bella Thorne. Thank you to this hooligan doing God's work, apparently, and ruining all of your lives in the weekly Facebook group. I will not um, be so stupid as to say we're going to do hooligan of the week, but you know what? She can get hooligan of the moment. Um, oh, because that means we have moment. to do it every week? <laughs> No, it means whenever we feel maybe like there's another moment. Maybe she's hooligan of the month, so we only have to do it once a month. We'll remember to do it once no, a month. No, we can't commit to anything, okay. Lindsay. We're not, we can't commit and to And I anything. will say, um, it was very nice of you to, to, to suggest that she come on the show, and I think that'd be great. But I want nothing to do with this person who you guys are obsessed with in the group. I don't want to know about her. I don't want to pay attention <laughs> to her. I have no interest in that. So, so I would have to say no to that just for that reason. 
Hi. Uh, sorry, my phone disconnected, and then I was trying to end the call and just having an issue. And then someone walked in on me at work while I'm leaving a message asking who Carl Lentz is. Very important. Um, seriously, who is Carl Lentz? I saw his name like a week ago as the reason why Justin Bieber canceled his purpose tour, and I have no idea who this person is, and if you Google him, there's all these references to him being the hipster pastor, which just makes me want to die, and apparently he's friends with basketball who, basketball them, real life who, Kyrie Irving, and like convinced him to request a trade, and I just don't know where this person came from, and why he's shirtless all the time, and why people hang out with him. He's a wife, too. I think Laura Lent, and she's similarly confounding. Anyway, who is Carl Lent besides the hipster pastor? Okay, there's Warren Bellathorne. Bye. This was a great. This was a great excuse to go back and read that story you put in here. Of, oh my god! Uh, it's about Hillsong, so that, good. Uh, Taffy wrote. Um, I can't believe it's like two years old at this point. I know. Shout out Taffy Brodesser Ackner for writing. I think the most the the only story you kind of need to read about um, Hillsong and the celebrity phenomenon around this, as you call it, hipster church, which I think is pretty accurate. Um. It's so it's so strange. I mean, when I when you look at it, I mean, all all of your scam alarm bells go off. It's just like all of your scam alarm bells will go off when you look at this thing. I um, mean, bottom line, it's a church. But then what's really interesting is when they're like, why do you care about celebrities so much? He's like, celebrities are Christians, too, which is hilarious, because really the answer to that is celebrities are good PR and churches are good- about sp- about spreading evangelism or doing evangelism. And that is PR. <laughs> Churches are about making money. Every making church money. is about making money. And exactly. so they're, they, like, uh, as someone who grew up Catholic, you know, you everyone is expected to give money during service. And it's like, it's not, you don't give everything, but it's like, give what you can. If you have a little, give it. And that adds up. But it adds up even more if your base is rich people. Right. Um, but it's also so funny it's like, because... It's a money-making opportunity as well. Well, it's also funny because they're doing... So they have Hillsong is also has a pop career, technically. They're on the charts. They're on pop charts. And they're selling mm-hmm. albums. And so this church not only has people giving them money because they're a church, but also is making money by literally having a music career. Yeah. Anyway, this this the story that is sort of... I mean, I would say that it's famous. I think the story was pretty popular when it was published. It was pretty popular. But it's, it's the story that... Um, you found out how Justin Bieber was baptized. Well, what ends up happening is Justin Bieber's like, please baptize me. And also this shows how long Justin Bieber has been involved with this church. Like all of a sudden that guy's in pictures everywhere, which I think means he's like really whatever. But Justin Bieber's known this guy. He's been doing this for a few years now. So he says, I need to be baptized. Let's do it right now. And they couldn't, they got, they went to the pool and they couldn't get into the pool because there was too many paparazzi there. So he called, um, Tyson Chandler, who is a New York Knicks player, who has a a big bathtub that fits him because he's oh, huge. because he's tall. Because he's yeah. tall. So they're like, can we use your bathtub? Um, and so they go to his, <laughs> to his bathtub and they baptize Justin Bieber in this basketball player's bathtub. And that's kind of was like the big story from this piece because it's just so truly strange and truly twisted in the very celebrity way, you know? Yeah. And it's... I don't know. And, I, and I'm and i being cynical here and I'm not basing this on anything, but it does seem like one of these situations where 
yes, you probably have a lot of people who like very earnestly love Hillsong and they're no one, they're not celebrities and they just like like the sense of community. They like the whole music angle. They like that it's cool, that they can be like believers, but it's sort of sure. fun. It doesn't it doesn't feel antiquated. Yeah. But there's something about pulling in Justin Bieber specifically that feels so devious and nasty because Justin Bieber, for as big of a shithole shitbag as he is, like I'm sure he's the most he's the easiest person in the world to manipulate. Oh, of you course. know, like of course. If you are some cool older guy and you're just like, yeah, man, just like if you're if you're in Hillsong, we're just gonna baptize you and it's totally gonna be cool, blah, blah. Like it just seems like taking advantage of Justin Bieber would be so easy if you were in a position of power. Well, right, right. Well, he obviously needs direction. He has no his father his father is like kind of estranged Jeremy Bieber that piece of shit so like he doesn't have like a father yeah okay sure he does but he obviously needs figures in his life I don't know about Justin Bieber's psyche I'm not gonna Jeremy's just a mess but what I can what we can say though about Hillsong and about this pastor what's interesting about this whole thing is that it started in Australia uh, this guy Carl who is the one in all the photos who's like the hot one and then this guy Mm -hmm. Joel whose last name I don't know his Joel's father started Hillsong in Australia and then they brought it to America but the really interesting thing is that in 1999 Joel's grandfather Frank who started the church molested a seven-year-old so basically like it comes from you know you think it's cool and hip and whatever these Mm. guys are so cool but it's like there are still like there's still a a devious background by this and there's a lot of darkness to Hillsong and as Taffy uh brilliantly kind of um illustrates in the piece even though they are so magnetic and so attractive and it's a very like fun thing to be a part of uh, they are against abortion, just, you know, like a lot of churches are. And they don't like they gay, hate people. gay people. They hate gay people. So, you know, mm-hmm. ju- just because you're cool and you can like sing a song or whatever doesn't mean you uh, go against kind of the traditional Christian stuff that, that uh, skeeves people out in the first place. Yes. You know? And I don't know. I think we're going to hear a lot more about this because... I don't know. His his obsession with this church and his involvement with this church is only increasing by the day. Um, I mean, he canceled his tour because of it. Well, people have been saying, the rumors have been saying that Justin Bieber had canceled his tour because he wants to become a church leader. Like, he wants to be a pastor. Um, and uh-huh. what's kind of crazy is that Justin Bieber has a ton of fans. He is super enigmatic when he wants to be. He's like a very attractive and electric person because he's a pop star and he's an entertainer. And he does music too. So if Justin Bieber like put these messages from Hillsong, these like Christian messages into his music and his like performance, then he could do a lot for this He could church. do a lot of influencing, could, I think is he, a, right. an easier way to put it. But I mean, there are a lot, and there are a lot of parallels here with... Scientology and Tom Cruise like of course of course recruiting Tom Cruise at this like high point in his career and making him like their spokesperson Bieber would be the Tom Cruise of Hillsong essentially Um, and it's just it's I think I think the whole thing gets real the moment the moment you the moment you get to the whole molestation incident I think it's like impossible to not see Hillsong as something that's very skeevy yeah (laughs) but I guess is there anything else to say about it I mean no but like it it's I would just say it it'll be interesting to watch happen. This whole thing is a, is really like yeah. in the works and I'm curious where Justin Bieber is gonna take it or be taken as you implied. I don't know. But you know, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. Oh god. Um, Yikes. And with that, I think we're uh done with the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're gonna see you on Monday, you know. We will and... see you on Monday. 
it's going to be a good episode. We're not going to talk about Leah Remini because we've already talked about it. But who knows? I might bring it up again just because I'm obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> they killed they killed a woman off to make room for Leah Remini. That is crazy. I but love it. The best part is, like, I just don't think that CBS realized the uproar that was going to happen. Like, it just shows how people are so in their own bubbles that they do well, make a decision that they think is, like, no big deal. Let's just kill this girl. Let's just get her out of here. And everyone's like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> let's, just kill, let's just kill this girl. Let's get her out of here. It really is. Do you it's know what I mean? Else. Do you know what I mean? Anyways. Let's just kill this girl. Let's just kill this girl and remake King of Queens. <laughs> right. Like, wh- why did we cancel that in the first place? Let's just get, you know, let's just get her back. Anyways, we're still talking about it. It's wild. Get and rid of this her. this episode is over. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. You will drain us. Yo, 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 they want to know. Hey. She's like fake kissing Kevin James on one side, and then she's like bringing down a huge corrupt religion on the other. (laughs) That was a headgum podcast.